Line eight is a consideration of approving the 2019-2020 audit report. I've got to call Jerry. Do we approve speaker? this or do we accept it? What's that? Do we approve this or do we accept it? I don't know. It's both. Both. <laughs> What's the difference? Thank you, Steve. Hey, Jerry, it's Jamie up at City Hall. I got you on speakerphone with council. Okay. Okay, uh, can you guys hear me? Absolutely. Yep. What is that? Yes, we can. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay, well, I'll just do a little short presentation, and then I'll see if there's any questions. Uh, I just kind of want to give you, like, a summary of what we do for the audit procedures, you know, when we come up and visit. Uh, this year we had, I, I had my staff come for a couple, but almost a week, and I came for, I think, a day or two. And what we normally do is we follow the state auditor's office, uh, their sample audit program. The reason I do that is so we can make sure we look at all the code compliance from the state. Because the governmentals are kind of uh, unique where you got to make sure you follow the code compliance, like, publishing your minutes, publishing your salaries, and getting bids and things that if you're in a business-type setting, you don't have to worry about. And so some of the procedures that we do is we look at uh, your cash and bank to see if the bank is reconciled, if it that traces to the records that you're seeing on a monthly basis, and if it, you know, confirmed by the bank. We look at property taxes. Uh, we get a confirmation from the county and make sure it traces to, you know, yearbooks and it's in the right fund for the you know, proper, you know, account number. We test utility bills and look at, like, the rates, the ordinances say people should get paid, uh, charged. And we, we test a few of those, whether it's, you know, personals, commercials, and look at, like, the sales tax that's collected to make sure that's done right. And you look at disbursements to see if the bills are approved by you guys, by the council, that they're published in the paper, they're for a public purpose. And we also look at payroll, and I like to review to make sure the payroll per the your books matches what's recorded on the payroll tax returns. Uh, payroll tax returns are being filed and the tax returns. The payroll taxes are filed out timely, you know, all that is part of compliance and stuff. And after all that, we had no adjustments that we made. So everything was looked like, from what, what we looked at was recorded in a proper category. And then I'm just going to go through a, just a few numbers on the audit report. And I want to apologize for being uh, rather late. Normally, I get this done by March, April, and we didn't get it done until last month just because of several things, a little bit of COVID, a little bit of uh, my husband's illness, and a little turnover and other things. I just wanted to point out it wasn't anything to do with, you know, the record keeping that your staff does. And so I just did look at, have you look at Exhibit A, which is uh, just a, very broad summary of all the receipts and disbursements 
you have a page number on that, Jerry? Oh, yeah. It's um, page 12 and 13. <clears throat> and, and so what this is, is, is I kind of like to show this one because on the left-hand side here, it shows you total uh, expenditures for the year were $4.5 million. And out of that, 2.1 is what I call the non-proprietary fund, so it's not sewer, water, gas, or garbage, just the general fund. And the total expenses there were like $2 million. And then there's like some direct uh, income that comes against it. Like there's some road use tax. There's, um, you know, money you get from like the state, the county library, you know, to go get some of the income. And then it shows this net on page 13, 1.6 million, and that's basically what your property taxes are paying for. So if anybody wants to know what my property taxes are paying for, it's basically showing we're paying for public safety, you know, which is primarily the police, and public works, which is your roads, uh, culture, you know, that's, uh, you know, like the parks and the pool, and general government, just your operations and debt service. Well, that's kind of why I point that out, and that's why they have it in this, cat in this summary format, so you can see where your tax dollars are being spent. And then down below, it just shows the utilities. If it's the same thing. It shows, did the water make a profit for the year? Did the sewer? It kind of just summarizes it there. I know it's always hard for, like, the water and sewer sometimes to make a profit with all of them. Uh, you know, repairs sometimes, and gas had a little trouble. I think it was in the last year we had the uh, price increases. So overall, uh, it shows kind of on the middle of the page, you got $1.6 million of cash in the bank, and you had $1.66 million a day the year before. And so your total is uh, just about break-even for the year. And sometimes that sounds like that's a lot of, you know, cash on hand. But when you look at it, you know, whole year expenses is 4.5 million. You know, so it's only just a few months operations. Sometimes people ask me how much cash should I have on hand. And then the, the next couple pages are just just a summary of uh, fund and how much what the revenue expenses were in each fund. So very summarized compared to what you're used to seeing. You know, on, on your monthly basis. And the way they, uh, the state has your, and the state and what they call, I call government Gatsby, they have a, the larger funds separate, then like the smaller funds are on a schedule in the back. So we have, we have a separate, so we do a little extra work, say, when we're auditing like the general and the debt service versus some of the other funds possibly. And then when I got all set and done, there, um, there really wasn't hardly any, comments that we had, we were over, we were over budget on a couple of categories, wanted to look ahead to page 36 and 37, and then it shows like our total they're getting like our total expenses. Um, like I said, a little different. Yeah, 4.4 million, and we had budgeted 4 million. 
but a couple function categories are over budget. So uh, you'll be doing your budget workshops pretty soon, and you basically, you know, you go by, not by fund necessarily, but you go overall budget by function. Like you might have public safety in your general fund, and you have public safety in your employee benefits because you're levying for, you know, payroll taxes and health insurance. So we just went over a little bit in, well, quite a bit in public works, so that was just because of some capital projects that were going on. And just a little bit in culture and rec. And we didn't do an amendment this last year. I think Jamie's got that on his calendar to, you know, go make sure we do one going forward. Then also sometimes we have some grants or some grants in the extra funds that are set up in these separate CDBG accounts. Mm -hmm. And if they're not in a computer system, you don't know it's going to be over budget always. And I think with the new system, we can try and put that uh, all the information on a computer so eventually it will all be on the, on the system. And I was over there one day, you know, help just for the conversion, helping the, the staff and the utilities is going to go a little better too because we're going to uh, post it automatically direct to the general ledger versus uh, making a journal entry to record everything. So I think that will go a lot smoother too. And so besides being over budget and not having a lot of segregation of duties, then uh, that was the only comments that we had. And like in the back, there's also one thing on page 57 about uh, related party transactions. And what the rules are for related parties is that you can have business with somebody that's on your council, or that owns a business, maybe you're a joint owner with your wife or even one of your employees. You can go ahead and do business with them, that's not a problem. If you do get over, it's up to $6,000 now, so if you spend more than $6,000 in a fiscal year, you're supposed to get a bid. And that's kind of hard to do sometimes in smaller cities, like you might only have one plumber, or you might only have, you know, one contractor. So sometimes it's kind of hard to do that. So, But since uh, the mayor owns a, a hardware store, I put that in there, and it's no conflict of interest noted because it's under the $6,000, so you don't have to worry about getting any bids for anything like that. And it's kind of weird, even though if you spend like $100, if you spend small amounts, adds up to over $6,000, you're still supposed to get a bid. It's not like per item, it's you know, per cumulative for the whole year. And sometimes that's where some cities get you know, mixed up or crossed up because of that. Other than that, I didn't see anything on the ordinary, any other suggestions we had. Now I'm going to open it up for any questions from the council. And Jamie, if you want to make any other comments? Or... I'm just going to open it for questions. Yeah, this is Bruce Perry. I guess I have just a couple quick questions here. This is looking on page 32 of the report. You're talking, okay. about, the, you're talking about the intergovernmental agreements. You do talk about the solid waste 2080. We also have a 28. Okay. We have a 2080 with the fire department. We have a 28E with the community center. Should those maybe be listed in the future? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me make a note. So which which two were those? Okay. The 
fire department is a 28E okay. among the five townships and the city. Okay. The community center is a 28E agreement with the school district and okay. the community. Okay. So if we're talking intergovernmental things, maybe those would be worth noting. Okay. Then yeah, because it wouldn't really be that much different than with the, you know, the solid waste you know, agency. That one has a few more partners, but I mean, they're if they're intergovernmental, that would be kind of what is there. Then, okay. Okay, backing up to page <coughs> 9 and page 15, I guess, would be my questions. Page 9. So on page 9, we're talking about the program receipts for water. You've got $576,000, 104. When we go to page 15, I believe it is. So we've got the operating receipts there of 576.104 and then miscellaneous. For, uh, what are the, what's the miscellaneous on that? Oh. So I'm on page 15 on the second line under water. Oh, I, I believe that's like, if I put it in the right place, that's collection of the sales tax, you know, the excise tax. And then like some, there's other like some water and other miscellaneous things like that. But Okay. Have to look at my trial balance for sure. So then, I guess going back to page nine again, we've got program receipts of water five seventy six and change, and we've got disbursements of five ninety five and change. And yet, um, oh yeah, I see your question. Then, so basically, then we go to page ten, and it says that the water fund cash balance increased from thirty one four fifty five to thirty three five fifteen. So I guess I'm trying to figure out how, how these numbers all work together to get more cash in the water department. One, either we have quite a bit more income or less income. Yeah. Well, in the general receipts, you know, on page 9, there's 121000 And that's where the 47000 is. Right. Okay. So I mean, that's, that's, that's not just the, the sewer. I mean, that's just the water. That's all the... So I guess my, my question is that if we're, so if we're looking at page 15, so that, again, on page 15, we're talking about the total operating receipts for water is 623,000 in And if we are back looking at the disbursements for water, we're 595, that would look like there should be 30,000 excess. I'm trying, to I'm trying to figure out how we get the number on page oh. 10. Okay, so like my, my water for the 595 disbursements is, that's page 15, that's your operating disbursements of 550000 plus uh, capital outlay, capital projects, and some debt payments. Right. I understand. I, I guess I'm trying to figure out how we end up with a $2,000 overage in the waterfront, which is on page 10, the third bullet point in the... Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Sorry, my, my brain maybe isn't very mathematical. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to see with my summary there. 
Zimmerman's term of office end in speaking. Uh, Hello. Well, and without naming communities or any specifics, uh, but let's say looking at a, you know other communities comparable in size, how are we financially in comparison to what other what you see, you know, in the area that you cover? If you can, you feel comfortable answering something like that? Yeah. Well, I think we're doing. Uh, you're doing pretty good, I would say, with the, as far as the general fund, that's the hard one, because, you know, you only have so many property taxes, and then you've got, you know, a full-time police you know, department, so sometimes you've got to, it's kind of hard to follow, you know, to support all that. But so far, the last year was a little concerning, because you lost, you know, you spent $190,000 more than what you took in, but a lot of that's with the capital projects. And so I, then it doesn't hurt, I think, to have, you know, just to have, every, periodically have somebody look at your water and sewer, you know, rates to make sure you got a little cushion in there to help pay for some, see the water tower painted or some major improvements, you know, without having to bond. And I think our bonds are good. We don't have much debt, just the one, right? One geo bond? Yep. I remember, right? Yeah, so I think we're I think we're in good shape there. I just be you know just be conscious of when you budget your your general fund. It looks like the I was expecting with COVID that your road use taxes and you know the local option sales tax would go down, and they really haven't decreased as much as you know we thought they would. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you might want to. Um, what I kind of try to tell some cities to do is when you know what you what you when you get your property taxes is, you know, how much money you have available, and then if you wanted to, uh, you know, kind of look at each department, like on a debt basis, like if you look at the pool, and you say, here's the receipts we get from the swimming pool, you know, and then here's the expenses we spend, and so here's my net, so that's my net, you know, loss on the pool, so that's how much my property taxes are supporting. And so I kind of tell everybody, you know, kind of look through it, how much your property taxes are supporting for, like, the you know, the pool versus the, you know, the police and, you know, the library just you can kind of see. And then hopefully you won't have a decrease in your valuation, you know, in the future. But otherwise, for years, 
satisfied. I think you're doing pretty well yeah, financially. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, each year, you. this is Bill again, uh, you know, each year we talk about the separation of, uh, you know, duties, and, you know, and, and it's always been addressed, the fact that, you know, we have a limited staff and it's difficult to do that. Is there anything that we're overlooking that we should be doing, or is this just a, kind of a necessary evil of, you know, the size that we are? Yeah. Um, there could be some stuff that possibly... We could look at having everybody sign off on, you know, if someone does, a, especially when you got a new city clerk, they want to come next year, we can look at, like, if some, like J Jamie can sign off on Jamie's work and, Jamie, you know, vice versa, maybe the council can come in and, you know, sign a bank reconciliation. So it's, it's, the hard part is you don't want somebody that's reconciling the bank that does the payroll, you know, or payroll taxes, you know, because that's part, some of the stuff that's hard to get somebody to, you know, we have someone to, you know, do your bank rec. You know, unless you have someone that doesn't do anything else, you know, do the bank reconciliation. But we, yeah, but I can look at, we can look at a little culture now that we got, you know, some retired, you know, uh, people and maybe we can rearrange the duties. But for the most part, it's normal for your size. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, anything else? I would move to accept the 2020 audit report. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Good, you too. good week. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. We have a second on that. Uh, I, I'll second it. And a motion is second to accept the 2019-20 audit report. Any questions or discussion? I was just going to point out, Bill, you asked about the separation of duties, and just talking to people, there, there is some stuff we can do, but it, across the board, I've heard it from so many people, that they okay. always get that on their audit report, and they get other things, too, she says it's, that every it's, year. yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really common, just from people I've talked to at conferences and stuff, but, but yeah, we could probably do some stuff on it, but. Okay. On the other hand, they're going to find something. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe <laughs> you just say, "All right, we'll give you the low-hanging fruit. We'll do this one." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're, you know, they're, they're going to give some recommendation anyway. So oh yeah, give them that. Yeah, yeah it, that's a good thing to give. And there's a point too, you know, where, you know, you're doing things where it's redundant and it's, you know, time-consuming. So you know, the cost-benefit ratio and the extra time and so on. But you know, the simple things, right. if they are possible, fine. And Jamie signing up, signing off on Jamie. That yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Nothing else. You can call for a vote. Mm, Mailer. Yes. McGinty. Yes. Rennie. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Perry. Yes. 